Welcome and thank you for listening to the CRC podcast brought to you by Pastor Ad Boschel. We believe that God is working across this platform to bring each and every believer revival throughout their entire lives. We hope you are inspired by this week's message. How many of you are expecting uh, 2024 to be the greatest year of your life? Uh, Okay, uh, that's like 30% of you. How many of you have got big dreams and huge expectations that your best days are ahead of you? Come on, I don't care if you are 65, 55, 45, 75, 85, I don't care. But you better believe your best days are ahead of you and you have to do what? Raise your level of expectation so that you can make the necessary preparation and put in the perspiration. So we're going to continue to talk along those lines, okay? Because uh, life is not airy fair. It's not all uh, the pie in the sky. It's uh, planning for the promise that God has for us. And uh, last time I read in the Bible, nothing just fell into anybody's lap. So if, if, if you have a big dream, the Bible says, dreams come to pass through much activity. So a lot of people don't have a dream. They have a, a, a daydream because a dream requires activity, requires faith. So I asked you, how many of you have got big dreams? That immediately should say, Pastor, I'm busy planning. I'm busy preparing. I'm busy digging. I'm busy uh, 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 strategizing. Um, I am amending my nets because my next season, how, how, whatever that season is, will be the best season of your life. Say amen in the name of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. So turn with me in your Bibles to 2 Kings chapter 3 and let's read from verse 11. But Jehoshaphat said, Is there no prophet of the Lord here that we may inquire of the Lord by him? So one of the servants of the king of Israel answered and said, Elisha, the son of Shaphat is here, who poured water on the hands of Elijah. And Jehoshaphat said, the word of the Lord is with him. Now, for you to have inspiration, you need revelation. And I'm going to play with those words all the time. You need the word of the Lord. I don't care how bad things have been. The word of the Lord has the power to generate faith in your heart, to inspire you to get out of your ditch. Can you say an amen? So Elisha said to the king of Israel, what have I to do with you? The prophet doesn't like this king so much and I'll tell you why. Uh, Next year is going to be an interesting year. Let me leave it there because a lot of politicians watch this and uh, we don't like all the politicians in any case. Uh, I mean, they don't like the church, but some of them we like less. We love them, but we don't like them because they don't like the church. I'm sorry for just saying it as it is. And, and, and people that are still fighting this black-white thing. That they can't celebrate the Springboks winning and uh, everybody is happy except a few people. <laughs> but all respect. Okay, let me not say that. I think every week I, I, I might offend somebody politically. And I love you enough to tell you the truth. So, uh, okay. 
So in any case, this prophet doesn't like this king, okay? There it is in the Bible. So he says, what, what have I got to do with you? You don't love God. You don't respect God. You don't respect the prophets of God. But now they're in trouble. And always when a nation is in trouble, they turn to the church. Isn't that amazing? Now you can say amen. So he says, go to the prophets of your father. Go pray to your own gods. Go do your whatever. And the prophets of your mother. <laughs> but the king of Israel said to him, No, for the Lord has called these three kings together to deliver them into the hand of Moab. And Elijah said, As the Lord of old lives before I am stand, surely were it not that I regard the presence of Jehoshaphat. Thank God for the Christians, polit- Christian politicians. Can we have an amen here today? Okay. King of Judah, I would not look at you nor see you. Sounds very arrogant, but he knows exactly who he is. That the kingdom he's part of is above the kingdom of this world. That's why no matter what Satan plans or devices against you, you are above. You are seated above. You are a winner. You have the resurrection power of Jesus on the inside of you. That's why my brother, I announced 2024, you are not going under, you are gonna go over in the name of Jesus for the glory of God, hallelujah. He says, but now bring me a musician, I need a little bit of inspiration. That's now what he says of his conversation with a, 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 a king. It happened when the musician played that the hand of the Lord came upon him and he said, thus says the Lord, Make the valley full of ditches. For thus says the Lord, you shall not see wind, nor shall you see rain. Yet that valley shall be filled with water. So that you, your cattle and your animals may drink. And this, I love this. Uh, This could actually be my sermon title. And this is a simple matter in the sight of the Lord. I don't know what you are facing, but I want to tell you it is but a simple matter in the sight of the Lord. It is not too difficult for God. It's not too hard for God. The things that seem impossible with men are possible with God. For with God, all things are possible. I don't care how big your problem, how severe your storm. God says your deliverance will be a simple matter. I will deliver you. I will sing the word of deliverance and I will bring you out into the land of overflow. So he says, not only am I going to bring water, I will also deliver you or deliver the Moabites into your hand. So um, our, 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 our text this morning is verse 16. And he said, thus says the Lord, make the valley full of ditches. So we read the story, King Jehoram is, is, is not a king that follows God. It's a sad thing when you read the Bible, how many kings started out serving God. When they got into power, they forgot who God was. I pray to God this ANC turns back to God. I pray to God the politicians in this country turn back to God. Listen to me, I'm very outspoken. Elections are coming. I pray to God that this ANC will turn back to God. I pray to God that the ANC will remember where they come from, that they were birthed. They were birthed a spiritual liberation organization. And if you turn away from your roots, you're gonna find yourself in trouble. You have to turn back to the Lord your God. You have to honor your God. So this king, like many people, becomes puffed up and he becomes power drunk and he refuses to acknowledge there is a God. Then all hell breaks loose. Three armies come to attack him and he calls the help of Jehoshaphat of Judah 
and the king of Edom. The whole nation is divided. I don't want to talk about what's happening in the Middle East. Nothing about what is happening is good. Amen. Our hearts go out to all the people in the Middle East and we weep with every innocent life that is being lost. We cannot get caught up in our own little lives. We have to care and we have to feel about the suffering of humanity and pray that God will intervene and bring peace to that region. Can you say amen this morning in Jesus' name? Okay. So uh, King Jehoram is an ungodly king, but in desperation he turns to God like people always do. In desperation, they turn to God and they call a prayer meeting. Now we have a holiday that the Springboks win, but we need to win many more things in this country than a World Cup. There are things we have to change in this country and it's not just gonna happen. It's gonna happen by the power of God. Listen, when people will turn back to God, when leaders will turn back to God, when people will turn back to God, when businessmen will turn back to God, when you do not just cut God out of your life because you are now sitting on a throne, because trouble is heading your way. I'm not cursing you, I'm telling you the fact. So his kingdom is divided, he's being attacked. He he, he leads his people into the wilderness and suddenly they have no water for seven days. Not only are they facing the fierce Moabites, which was one of the fiercest armies in the day. And he calls Jehoshaphat who's a man of God. And now they face not only the Moabites, but they face the challenge of dying of thirst. In the natural, there's no hope. And I've said this to you very often, and I don't mean it unkindly. Sometimes the best thing for some people is to be rock bottom. Because when they rock bottom, they suddenly look up. And when you look up, you are going to find God like Jonah. When he was on that whale's whale's belly, his own doing, he cried out to God. And the Lord heard him. Hallelujah. I'll tell you, I don't care where you are, who you are, how you got where you are. You've just got to lift up your voice and cry out to the living God. Because God will answer your prayer. And God will speak to the whale that's trying to digest you. And God will deliver you and God will refresh you if you will call out on the name as we sang about just now if you will call out on the name of Jesus more than anything else listen South Africa we have to elevate the name of Jesus above every other name we need to stop magnifying every other name and magnify the name of Jesus above every other name can you please stand to your feet and give the name of Jesus your loudest praise this morning come on So uh, the king is expecting a, a, a mighty miracle. He calls for the prophet. The prophet calls for a musician. The musician plays. The hand of the Lord comes upon the prophet. And the prophet doesn't wave his, wave his hand. He says, now you've got to do something. Tell the person next to you, you've got to do something. You want to see your son saved, you've got to do something. You want to see your business changed, you've got to do something. You want to see your, your health returned, you've got to do something. You want to see things change in relationships, you've got to do something. You, you cannot just pray. Prayer is one of the things, but prayer is not the only thing that you do. You have to do something. So he, he's, he's, he's coming to the prophet, the hand of God comes upon the prophet, and uh, he's expecting a word, of a miracle, God's just going to bail you out. Sometimes we think miracles is God's bailout plan. It's not. God will bail you out, but you don't live by miracles, okay? Because when God works in your life, there's always two sides. There's God's side and there's your side. There are things that only God can do 
but there are things that you have to do. And God is not going to do what you can do. So the, 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 the king is waiting for something spectacular. And God says, through the prophet, he says, make the valley full of ditches. What is he saying to him? You better go get a shovel. You better raise your level of expectation. You cannot sit here today and you have nothing in your hand. You cannot sit here today and have a teaspoon in your hand. You cannot sit here today and have a little skopgrafie in your hand. You have to go get your shovel and you have to dig some wells. You have to dig some ditches. You have to do the possible. Then God will do the impossible. You have to be, uh, be faithful in what you do. Then God is going to show you His faithfulness. Listen to me today. Our God is a rainmaker. Our God is a waymaker. Our God is a specialist rainmaker. So we have to be specialists in digging ditches. That means rather than talking about your child, you have to, you, you have to dig through prayer. Like Elijah, he, he, he was digging in prayer when there was not a cloud, when they were also facing a seven-year drought. And he had a word. The word brought revelation, inspiration, then expectation. And then what did he do? He made the necessary preparation. He went to the top of Mount Carmel, he bowed before, before God, and he began to pray. He digged. You need to dig spiritually. You want to see a breakthrough? You need to dig spiritually. We're not talking about works, works, works of the flesh. We're talking about works of faith because this is how it works. We, 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 this is how we get our breakthrough and our blessing from God. We receive the promise of God that activates our expectation. Then we do the preparation. And according to our expectation, the preparation will follow and that will lead to activity. So if you have, if you have great expectation, you will have many, many, many ditches that you are busy digging. You will be sinking many uh, uh, wells. You will be throwing many hooks into the ocean, expecting a catch to come. I'll say it again. Our God specializes in making rain. Our God specializes in opening closed doors. Our God specializes in making a way where there seems to be no way. So we have to specialize to do our part. And that is my brother, you have to go get your shovel. Your shovel may be your praise when you're down and out, come on. Your shovel may be your prayer. When you don't know what to do, you pray. And God says, call to me and I will show you great and mighty things to do. Your shovel may be knock, 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 knock. Like Elijah did, he knocked and he told his servant, go look and the servant said, there's no rain. And he prayed again, he said, go again. What did he do? He kept on digging. He didn't quit, he didn't get discouraged. He didn't run away, he didn't doubt the promise of God. He kept on knocking and knocking and knocking and knocking. You better make up your mind to believe the Word of God. You better make up your mind to believe the promise of God for 2024. That 2024 is gonna be your year of overflow. And then you're gonna to have to go find your shovel, my brother and my sister. And you're gonna to have to get to pray. And you're gonna to have to pray, pray, pray and watch. Pray, 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 watch. Pray, 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 watch. Pray, 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 watch. On the seventh time, the servant said, there is a little cloud that is arising out of the ocean. It is but the size of, the, of a man's hand. And the prophet said, it's gonna rain. I declare it, it's gonna rain. If you will do your part, come on, if you will call unto God, it's gonna rain. Showers are blessing in the name of Jesus. 
And this is but a simple matter in the sight of God. I told you last week, the last thing we need to do is do nothing. Because nothing times anything equals nothing. Expectation times no preparation equals nothing. We all know this. We learn this, hopefully, at school. Five billion times zero equals what? Alle confession in the battle. Alleluia, praise the Lord. God is good. Oh, how good is the Lord? Quoteer all the scriptures and so forth. Maal. Zero activiteit is gelijk aan zero verandering. Je wil je man moet veranderen en je praat die altijd je skinner van om met je beste vriendinne. Nie jy nie, die vrouw in Sison Pretoria waar die gin sit en drink en die, en die, en die thee kom en die thee um, ja, jylle, van jylle was daar gewees. Paulus sê so vir mense, hy sê van jylle was so gewees. Some of you were like that, but now you are saved. You're born again. So now you drink genuine tea, rooibos tea, not gin tea. So, um, you, you want that job to accelerate? You can't just think about it, talk about it, believe it. This prophet doesn't come to the king and he says, believe. He tells the king what the king actually doesn't want to hear. He says, you've got to dig some ditches. God will do his part, but you've got to do your part. That means you have a word. So the word came. God said, I'm going to deliver you. God said, I'm going to bless you. He says, there's going to be no wind. It's not going to make sense in the natural, but you have to do what you don't want to do. Like Naaman, when he wanted the miracle and the prophet said to him, go dip seven times in the Jordan River. And he went away furious, in rage, he left. And he said, I thought he would come and wave his hand over me and my leprosy would be healed. And the little servant girl said to him, but listen, if he told you to do something great, you would do it. Why don't you do what He tells you to do? Because sometimes what God tells us to do seems to be beneath us. I mean, what is the sense in this? Come on now, think about the story. Picture the story. Seven days in the wilderness. Seven days without water. Come on, God, give me a break. I need a miracle. We are busy starving. We are busy, we are busy dying of thirst. And God says, now you take the last little energy that you have left and you make the valley full of ditches. You don't dig one little ditch, you make the valley full of ditches. And my brother and my sister, those people worked the whole day as, as, as tired as they were. They worked and worked and worked because that's what faith is. Faith has works. Faith responds on the Word of the Lord like Peter did after he toiled all night and he caught nothing. And the Lord said to him, launch out into the deep again. And Peter said to the Lord, Lord, we've toiled all day and caught nothing. Nevertheless, at your Word, that's why the Word of God is always the basis of our faith, the basis of our operation, the basis of our expectation, no matter what we face, no matter what it looks like in the natural. In the natural, this picture is doom and gloom. In the natural, there is no hope. In the natural, they are tired. The, the Moabites have surrounded them, enlisted two armies to attack them, to throw them out of their inheritance. Jehoram turns to a prophet and this is the goodness of God. 
You may run away from God, but God won't turn His back on you. You may give up on God, but God's never going to give up on you. You may give up on your dreams, but the day you turn back to God, your dream is going to come alive in your heart again. And God's going to say to you, you still have a future. You still have a hope. You still have a life to live. But I am the key. I am the Alpha and the Omega. You turn back to me and I will fulfill the dream that I have placed in your heart in Jesus' Name. So what am I saying to you this morning? We have to do our part. We have to decide what is it that we believe. And then we have to go to work, not go to sleep. <laughs> it's like people have a word from God and they go to sleep. No, you believe in God for a job. You wake up in the morning, you get dressed, you put on a great attitude and you go knock on doors. I don't care if a hundred people tell you, no, you are going to get a job. The right person is going to employ you. You send your CVs all over Pretoria, all over Bloemfontein. You send your CV and you believe that as you knock, as you dig, as you uh, study, that God will open a door for you in Jesus' Name. Come on, say Amen. You've got to do the possible. So you want to see God's reign in your life, you have to have a shovel in your hand. So my question is, what is the shovel that you have today? You're going through a, 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 a phase of maybe depression. That's when God says you have to put on the garment of praise. You say, but pastor, I feel worse when I praise. Well, I'm sure these people didn't feel great digging. They're tired. They're thirsty. They haven't had water for seven days. Think about this. His tongue is sticking in his mouth, gasping for air but he had to do his part. And then the next morning, when they offer the grain offering, that's why church is so important. Because here we come and we offer praise, come on. Here we come and we offer our worship and the wind of God came. And as they were worshiping God and offering their grain offering to God, after they did the natural. Because somehow we miss that there is a spiritual side and a natural side. You have to go out to the workplace. You have to go out like Peter with renewed expectation. After having toiled all night, you caught nothing, but you've been faithful and you've been a prayer. God says you go back, you make room for God. You lower your nets, you do the possible. I will do the impossible. You go back out there. You do not rely on your own understanding. You trust God and you'll have different results with the hand of God upon your life. But my dear friend, when we remain passive, nothing is going to change. When we think and think and, you know, they, there's a saying that says the road to hell is paved with good intentions. Um, talking about people getting saved, etc. The Bible is clear. It says, how will they hear without a preacher? How will they be saved without a, 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 a preacher? The Bible says God chose through the foolishness of preaching for people to get saved. So we can pray until Jesus comes back. But... Nobody will get saved unless somebody digs, unless somebody testifies, unless somebody does the possible. So you want to see your situation change? You need to get a shovel. Well, first you need to get a word from God. And then like Isaac in Genesis 26, in the second famine, when God was with him, the Bible says he dug a well and God filled the well with water. Remember, it was a drought as well. And all the Philistines had no water. Water being the source of life. Water being the Eskom of today, okay? 
that was cut off. And every time Isaac dug, God blessed him. Because that's what God said to you. I will bless the work of your hands. God says, whatever you touch, I will bless. But you have to touch it. You have to lay hands on the sick. You have to pray. You have to knock on that closed door. You have to seek until you find. You have to ask until you receive. We cannot just have a Word of God and an expectation and do nothing. We have to get busy. Amen, I'll say it again because your great expectation and your great promises times no activity equals nothing. And it's the activity part that we feel is unspiritual. It's going out to see a client and the client says no. It's losing a customer and it's affecting you. And rather than saying, now I'm going to go see three other customers and I'm going to go work harder now. I'm going to be more determined in Jesus' name. We don't know what that soil looked like. For some of those people who were digging, maybe it was easy. Other people were in rocky areas. Some of you may find you are in a rocky place in your business, in your relationship, in your finances. I don't know, but I know what God promises, that no matter what you face, God can change it and God will change it and God wants to change it. And God says to you, no matter how severe your challenge, it is but a simple matter in the mind of God. I love that when God has to speak about Himself and He says, you think it's difficult, but in Jeremiah He says, nothing is too difficult for me. He says, nothing is too hard for me. He says in Mark 10, nothing is impossible with God. So if we have expectation, our preparation will lead to much activity. Not little activity, big dream, little activity. So what am I saying? We need to get busy, family. We need to get busy with planning. We need to get busy with digging. We need to get busy in your business with marketing. Busy in training that child. Busy in what you have to do to see the promise of God fulfilled in your life. We know Chanel's baby, and I don't want to use it in a negative way, is a work in progress. So the baby is already a miracle. The baby never meant to live when the child was born. But that child is perfect, but not just perfect by himself. All the necessary activity is going in all the time. The doctors are doing their part. The physiotherapists are doing their part. The parents are doing their part. The healthcare workers are doing their part. And together we are seeing a miracle as everybody's doing their part. We are not just saying a prayer and we are waiting for everything to change. We are praying, praying, getting a word from God. And then we do whatever we can in the possible. Come on. We have to send that little baby to a physiotherapist and the physio has to sit and move, 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 move. Those little legs so those muscles can grow. And one day I'm going to parade that child on a platform to all of you to show you that is a miracle. It is a work in progress. Hallelujah. It is not just always people think, well, I have a promise. And if it's a promise, it's going to be. No, we have a promise. We have an expectation. And when the enemy attacks us with doubt, we hold on to the promise and we become more determined. We dig a little bit harder. We dig a little bit more determined. We dig a little bit louder. We praise a little bit louder. Come on. We shout a little bit louder. We give a little bit more. We bless somebody else. We encourage somebody else. 
because it's only as we do what we can do that we will see God do what only He can do. That man that was lame, the four friends, still had to break open the roof and let him down in the midst at the feet of Jesus. There is no other way. This prophet didn't just come and say, believe God. He said, you've got to make ditches. You've got to get busy. Otherwise, you're going to be defeated. You need strength for the battle, so you need to get busy. Get yourself in church. That's digging a ditch. Praying every morning, that's digging a ditch. Reading your Bible, that's digging a ditch. Sowing your offering, that's digging a ditch. Going to work when you don't feel like it, that's digging a ditch. Going to the gym when you don't feel like it, it's digging a ditch. Training as a sportsman when you don't feel like it, no matter how talented you are, is digging a ditch. Come on, putting yourself out there on social media in the right way as an influencer is digging a ditch. Because somebody is going to see you, somebody, somebody, and I'm talking about appropriately, somebody is going to uh, notice you and the next minute you have the breakthrough. But you cannot be passive. I think we confuse this. James is very clear. He says, faith without works is dead. As the body without the spirit is dead, so faith without works is dead. He says, show me your faith without your works and I will show you my faith by my works. Still a faith journey. We walk by faith and not by sight. Without faith, it is impossible to please God. For he that comes to God must believe that he is and that is a rewarder of those who diligently seek. In Romans 14, 23 says, anything that does not originate of faith is sin. Faith is acting on the Word of God when you see nothing. Elijah prayed when there was nothing. He was digging until there was a little cloud. Come on, family. Do not be overwhelmed by the lack. Do not be overwhelmed by adversity. Do not be overwhelmed by what you are facing. Do not be overwhelmed by your environment by your past but position yourself on the Word of God a promise that God gave us 2024 will be a year of overflow so you need to position yourself and you need to believe the Word of God and you need to be inspired by the Word of God and then you need to go and make the necessary preparation like that widow when the prophet said go gather empty vessels do not gather just a few so God places no limit on His promise. Your expectation leading to preparation resulting in perspiration will determine the real realization of your dream. You want to raise that child? It's not just to say, my boy, in the morning, I love you, and say a little prayer. You have to spend time with that boy. You have to dig as a father. You have to get on that boy's level and not expect a three-year-old boy to sit and watch rugby while you drink brandy and Coke. And not you now, that's your friend. You can tell them that. <clears throat> you have to get off your level, whatever that is, and get on his level and play with him there. Bicycle, teach him to ride a bicycle, uh, play with him. When he's 12, you play with him. When he's a teenager, you play with him. Why are you doing that? Because you are digging into that child's character. You're instilling godly values into that child. Raising a child doesn't happen by itself. It's a parent that has 
the know-how and the understanding that you have to dig and dig and dig and dig and dig and do whatever is necessary for that child to be a well-rounded adult and so that when you give that child in marriage, you give a virgin. Not criticizing anybody that lost their virginity, but as Christian parents, our responsibility is to protect our children's virginity. That's not debatable. That's an instruction. That means I have to dig in my daughter's social media. That means I have to dig in my daughter's relationships. That means I need to dig in my daughter's uh, uh, circle of friends, etc., etc., etc. Amen? So that I can protect her and raise her. Television audience, we love you. Nothing happens by itself. God has great plans for all of us. Let's do our part. In Jesus' name, God bless you. Amen. Let's give them a hand clap, right? So every area of your life doesn't just happen. A healthy mindset doesn't just happen. You don't pray and your mind changes. You have to study the Word. You don't pray and you get an education. You have to dig as a young person while everybody else is messing around at university. You need to take your life serious because you are the person that will get ahead in life. Because your dream, when that dream is real to you, that dream will harness you, your appetite, your desire, will cause discipline in you because you know where you're going. Most people don't. They live by chance. You have to ask yourself the question, where do I want to be after I've studied? You want to be like everybody else, unemployed, that's your choice. Or you can dig a little bit harder. You can be the A-grade student by, by, by actually working when everybody else is playing, like I did as a young person. At university, when everybody was partying, I was out on the streets evangelizing because I was called by God. People that were more gifted than me, more called than me, never ever put in the hard yards because we think if God said it, it will be. Now my friend, you want to be a top rugby player, you better work hard like an Andre Fenter that after, after the whole team practiced, he would still practice. That's why he was known as the Iron Man of South African rugby. He was the fittest person. He put in the hard yards. Raising a child, you have to put in the hard yards. A great marriage doesn't happen by itself. You have to put in the hard yards. You have to dig. You have to do the things that are right. Do you have what God promised you? Business? Church, when, 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 when God led me to uh, uh, birth CRC, um, birth CRC, yeah. All He said to me was, mend the nets. The catch will be great. What did He tell me? I actually didn't even understand what He said to me. I had a vision of hell and I realized I'm called to get people out of the gates of hell. And then God said to me, mend the nets. It was like I, I saw it written. That's why it's everywhere in every church, CRC church, mend the nets. And I sat with one of my pastors who's prophetic. I said, the Lord told me mend the nets. He says, that word mend the nets, uh, where the disciples are mending the nets to, for the catch is equip the saints. And our whole philosophy changed in CRC from event driven to equipping people. Because you equip the saints, you will see the growth automatically. But equipping the saints is not the spectacular part. 
Everybody wants the spectacular part. The spectacular part doesn't build a business. It's the behind the scenes. It's the diligence. It's the planning. It's the preparation. Oh, come on, man. It's making the right decisions. It's the leadership. It's the right staff. It's digging year in and year out, year in and year out, year in and year out, because I'm expecting God for overflow. So I want to take my business to a whole nother level. I want to take my life to a whole nother level. So what must I do? Believe the promise, be inspired. I've got revelation. Now I need to prepare for what I expect. Because there's no limit with God. He's able to do exceedingly abundantly above all we can ask or think according to the power that works within us. And I mean, those people, think at please, I have to go. But just because I visualize the Bible, I don't just read the Bible words, I visualize it. You're digging there. And uh, people say, well, that prophet. Now remember, the king doesn't honor the God of Israel. So the people had an attitude towards God as well. And a prophet comes and says, dig man. No, 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 scoffle, young, long, saddle, and say, What a thing is, do you know, man? What's a nonsense is this? What's a no, I can't move, man. Because I started on the boom. But I ate me. They dug. You have to go beyond your feelings and your emotions, because that's how faith operates. And you have to do the possible, and you have to keep on doing it, and keep on digging, and keep on digging, and keep on digging. And I'll tell you, the time is going to come that your hard work will be rewarded, your seed will be multiplied, your prayers will be answered, your deliverance will come. Listen, your nets will be filled. Come on, things are going to change and things are going to be better. But you, my dear friend, don't allow the devil to neutralize your faith. Don't allow the devil to put you in a corner somewhere where you feel sorry for yourself and you suck your thumb. You get up from wherever you are and you get the word of the Lord in your heart and you go dig another well and you're going to see God is going to bless that next well and then you go dig another well and God is going to bless that well like Isaac and you dig another well and God's going to bless it no matter what the haters say, what the naysayers say, what strife you are facing, what opposition you are facing. If God's hand is upon you, the blessing of God will show up in your life. But you have to make up your mind. I'm not a quitter. I'm not a rollover. I'm a digger in Jesus' name. Okay, not a gold digger. I'm a digger for God in the name of Jesus. Shout amen. Come on, let's stand to our bed and give the Lord a praise. Come on, better days are ahead. Let's get busy. Let's get busy. Pastors, let's prepare the nets. Let's get busy, 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 busy. Come on. Get busy with your praise for a little bit. Praise Him a little bit. Give Him a worship. Give Him a shout of praise. We hope you received exactly what God had in store for you from this week's message. If you have been touched by our ministry, you can help us achieve our mandate and win the lost at any cost by visiting our website at crcchurch.com. Thanks again for listening and God bless.